Thanks for joining us for the Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise. To contact us, call us at 208-331-4096. That number again is 208-331-4096. Now here's Joel Van Hoogen. God, in His commitment to bring us into a knowing relationship with Himself, has made us in His image. He has cast the evidence of Himself throughout all of creation, but most significantly, He has cast it in our own humanness. And then God sent His Son to show us Himself in a perfect human. And that Son died to reconcile us to God, and Jesus then promised to further God's pursuit to be known by us, by sending to us his Holy Spirit, so that he may communicate his life in all of those individuals who would receive him by faith. The Spirit, Christian, is yours to make Jesus real to you, but to speak fully of the Lord Jesus Christ, he must be welcomed into your life as the Lord of your life. Jesus didn't leave us as orphans. He sent to us the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has come in order to champion the life of the Lord Jesus. He leaves us the Holy Spirit. And as the Holy Spirit is welcomed among us and into our hearts, He makes Christ and He makes God known to us. And He drives us forward into this wonderful relationship. So, I want to say something about this, this pursuit of God, this arrangement God has made so that we can walk in a knowing relationship with Him, this relationship we have with Him that will inform the relationships we have with others. God has created us so that we might know Him, made us in His image, revealed Himself in creation. God the Father sent the Son that Jesus Christ might live out the expressions of the glory of God and those things that God prioritized that we would know and understand about Him, that He might introduce us by dying for us, And paying the price of our sins, he might introduce us into a reconciled relationship with him. The Lord Jesus then sends the Holy Spirit out to us who believe and trust in him. So this relationship might move from our heart, from the core of our being. And I said something here that should gather your attention. I said the Holy Spirit is to be welcomed into our hearts as the one who makes God known to us and Jesus known to us. It's actually clear if you study your Bible that anyone who's received Jesus Christ, anyone who has been born again, anyone who has been brought to saving faith, every believer, that that individual has been given the Holy Spirit. We have Him. He dwells in us. He lives within us. He expresses Himself to us by illuminating our minds and teaching and instructing us. However, I think we will also discover that though He has been given to every believer, He is not always welcomed by every believer that there is still this relational element where God doesn't somehow, having engaged us at the point of salvation, just somehow let this beacon just kind of keep going on in our lives without us pursuing it or seeking it or receiving it or interacting with it. That there is on our part a necessity to, in a sense, maintain the relationship He's made available to us. This is true with the Lord Jesus as well. So Paul says in Colossians 2.6 that as we have received the Lord Jesus, we're so to walk in Him. That in a sense, we're continually be receiving him. James put it another way in James chapter 1. He says, receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul. It's in us. It's already engrafted in us. But we're still to be receiving it. The very fact that 
when the Holy Spirit came and when individuals encountered the Holy Spirit, the word that is asked there and indicated is they received Him. They received the Holy Spirit. Is an expression that there is on our part an invitation or an inviting, a welcoming that we do as a response. This is something I think that the people who wrote hymns understood. Just this morning, I, I grabbed a little hymn book that I have. It actually, believe it or not, this little book that I'm holding up here between my fingers, it has about a thousand hymns in it. So I put these glasses on and then I put another pair of reading glasses on over them and began reading through it this morning. And I went to the section where there are a number of hymns on the Holy Spirit. Three quarters of those hymns had this word in it, come, come Holy Spirit. What is that? It's the word of invitation. It's the word of welcoming. The fact is, is that we receive the Holy Spirit and He comes to us when we believed in Him, but having received Him, we must continue to receive Him. There has to be in our hearts, and our minds, and our attitudes, a constant sense of welcoming to Him. And it's actually possible for individuals to be believers, but not living with a welcoming attitude towards the Holy Spirit. My father explained it this way. He noted that in describing the work of the Holy Spirit throughout the New Testament and how people are said to receive Him, that it indicated this very idea I'm pressing before you, that He's to be welcomed, He's to be invited, He's to be received. That the Holy Spirit was being invited over those 10 days following the ascension of our Lord Jesus and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, they were basically saying, come, come to us, be welcome here, find us a place where you would be at home and make our hearts your home. And, and so this is God's plan and this is God's goal and basically what he notes is that this is not always expressed or this is not always the attitude of a Christian and he used this illustration. He said, you know, we have a swans salesman that comes by our house once a month. It's always a good day in the Van Hoogen house when the swans salesman comes by. He's come to my house many times, and when he comes by, usually my hands are filled with what I want more than anything else from which are boxes of the ice cream bars that they sell. And I don't know if, does the swans guy still drive around? We used to have him come to our house when we lived in Canada, and that was. You went out there and got the Rocky Road ice cream, best ice cream out there, swans, Rocky Road ice cream. Anyhow, so you got your ice cream tubs of Rocky Road, but you bought other things from the Swans guy. So the Swans guy, every week, would come into his house. He'd enter into his house. He'd actually go so far into his house that he'd go into the very heart of the house, and the heart of the house is the refrigerator and the freezer. I mean, that is the very center of life in any home, the refrigerator and the freezer. And he would put things into the refrigerator, and he would put things into the freezer. But he was never really welcome in the home. You would have known if he were welcome in the home if he took something out of the refrigerator and the freezer. He was only allowed to put things into it, not take things out of it. He came to the home on a regular basis. But he was never really welcome in the home. He entered into the home, but he was never really received into the home. He was just a salesman, not a family member. That house wasn't his house. We have been given the Holy Spirit... But very often, our attitude is that we treat the Holy Spirit like people treat the swan's ice cream guy. You can come here and put things into my life, but don't take anything out. You can come here and sweep in and bring the good stuff that we want, but don't relax and make yourself at home. 
Don't take over and take dominion within this place. But this is what is required to live a life of relationship with God. And so, my father said, the real question is, for your life, dear Christian, not, has the Spirit indwelt you? Not, have you been born again with the Holy Spirit? Not, have you received the seal of adoption? Not, does he not bring illumination to you as you read the Word of God? Not, does he, which he does, intercede for you with words that cannot be uttered? The question is, how many of you have received and welcomed the Holy Spirit? Welcomed him. Given him liberty into your heart and into your home and into your life to do all that he wants to do as he wants to do it in the order that he wants to do it in order to make the Father and the Son known to you. He will, if you let him come in, not only reveal, but he will also command. He'll direct you to choices and places and acts of obedience where he can position your heart and your mind to know God as you cannot know him without him orchestrating it. He will take you to moments in which you will be stripped of false supports and so learn to be supported by God alone. He will fill you, but will only fill you until after he has emptied you. And he has to be allowed to do that. What our response is to say, welcome, come, tell me more of my Savior. Come, show me more of my God. Do what is necessary in my life that I might know you more and grow deeper into your life. He will say things to you in response to that invitation, words that might surprise you. He might say, follow, that's good, you'd like to hear that. But he also will say, obey. He'll say, go, but then again, another times he'll say, stay. He'll say, quiet at some times, be quiet. Other times he'll say, speak. He'll say, surrender. Other times he'll say, give. Other times he'll say, abandon. Other times he'll say, receive. But then he'll say, submit. And then he'll say, turn over. And then he'll say, confess. And now he'll say, acknowledge. And then he'll say, repent. And then he'll say, let go. And then he'll say, trust. Trust me still. In many more ways, he'll work in the welcoming heart to position us to know God better. To allow God room to work his own self-revelation in our lives through a deep, profound relationship. It will be a reverent relationship. It will be a warm relationship. It will be an overwhelming relationship. It will be an undergirding relationship. It will be a painful relationship. But then it will be sweet. It will be purging and purifying and powerful and real. Thoroughly real. And as a result, we'll discover our relationships with others will be the same. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Lord, I would take it that some of the distractions that came to us this day are just an expression and sign that you're speaking to us and that you're at work. That in a sense you are testing or allowing to be tested our attentiveness to you. So let the distractions come. Prove out that which is of your spirit and that which is just of the flesh. Demonstrate that which is your voice speaking to us and communicating to us, not what that would conjured up by our own imaginations. Let it be you who presses us deeper into these truths and these things. Lord Jesus, if all of this is true, then we can say over every experience of our life that it's good. If you're sovereign in control, we can 
We can thank you and we can praise you and say we're so happy that you chose to address us in that way, to position us before the realities of all that you are in such a way that we'd learn it and know it and experience it. We thank you, dear God, that you engage us in this way and that it's real and we want it to be real. We want it to be real. God, forgive us for getting into religion without first having a submitted, surrendered, vibrant relationship with you. And forgive us, O oh God, for judging others according to our religious standing instead of loving them out of the deep, profound relationship that we have been invited to through Jesus Christ. A relationship where you say we fall on the ground and we die, but if we die, we don't remain alone. You come with us. You speak to us. And so I, I would pray right now with everyone present. Let the truthful expression of our prayer weighing the cost would be we want to know you. We really want to know you. Lord Jesus, we want you to show us the Father. And dear Spirit, we want you to show us the Son and the Father. And so, Spirit of God, you are welcome here. Doing in us what you will. And we'll glorify you and praise you. And we'll learn more and more to love you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. You've been listening to The Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. For a copy of this broadcast, just call us at 208-331-4096. Until the next time, God bless you.